0: I took the lead. You're listening,
1: you're, to, listening, you're listening to You're listening to Power in Heels with Macy McLean and Whitney Coonan. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Power in Heels. I'm Whitney. And I'm Macy. Each week we select one woman who is a trailblazer in her own life or career and bring her onto the show. Not only will we reveal her coveted advice and secrets to success, but we also hope by sharing these stories that we will inspire other young students just like Macy and I. Without further ado, here is Macy to introduce this week's incredible guest.
0: So, unfortunately, due to technical difficulties, Mandy is unable to join us on the show, but we still have her lovely daughter, Ava, for an awesome Women's Day episode. So, in 2009, Mandy Fields, who is the associate manager, brand partnerships for radio and TV at Bell Media, launched TAMP on Tuesday. Since then, the event has continued to grow. Mandy's daughter, Ava Womwell, who is also here with us today, is the Toronto Tampon Tuesday president. Whitney and I are so excited to welcome Ava to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm super excited. (laughs) So, the past weekend was International Women's Day, and all of us here at Power and Heels were so excited because our show is all about learning from and hearing women's stories. What did you do to celebrate International Women's Day? Honestly, it was a pretty low-key women's yeah. day, I will admit. Um, it was a lot
2: of homework, answering emails, getting stuff ready for today's event. Um, I spent a lot of time with other women just to kind of keep like in like that headspace, but yeah.
1: Awesome. Oh, well, that's perfect. Um, so can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? So what your interests are, um, where you go to school, and what you're studying? Yeah, for sure. So I'm in my third
2: year at the University of Toronto, the St. George campus. Um, I'm specializing in women and gender studies. Um, I'm the president of TAMO Tuesday in Toronto. I'm also part of a sorority at U of T, so uh, that's a pretty big part of my life. Um, I work, I'm a server part-time downtown, so life is pretty busy,
1: but it's better that way, so it's good. (laughs) Those are all good things. Uh,
0: So um, can you, I guess since your mom's not here to tell us exactly, but can you tell us a little bit about how Tampon Tuesday first launched? Because it launched in 2009. Yeah. Um, If you can talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So um, obviously, like, I grew up in a household where Tampon
2: Tuesday was very present. Um, Tampon Tuesday started in 2009 because my mom... Um, originally, well, still, uh, a lot of her job is centered around community outreach and um, brand partnerships and just kind of looking at, like, what events they can build and, like, partner with members of the community, like, primarily in London. That's obviously expanded a lot since then. But in 2009, they were looking at what they can do with the food bank. So she was at the London Food Bank with um, some of her colleagues, just kind of thinking about something that they could maybe do with them. And she noticed that there was very few uh, menstrual hygiene products there in terms of the um like, I guess like health products that they had available for people and so she asked like just like, oh like what do people do when they come in if they need tampons or pads and then Um, the staff told her that generally they would have to specify how many individual products that they would want and then those would go into like a Ziploc bag and then that's what they would have so obviously that process like no fault to the food bank it's just something people wouldn't think to donate Um, and for people experiencing homelessness and or poverty who menstruate having access to menstrual hygiene products is obviously incredibly difficult Um, stuff like the period tax obviously that Is no longer really an issue in Canada, but the price overall, like a box of tampons, unless it's on sale, is usually going to be around like $8. And for someone who doesn't have the financial means to factor that into like their monthly budget, it's just not reasonable. And then unfortunately, it creates all of these following issues around shame and dignity and just basic, like, health and, like, sanitation and, like, stuff like that. So from seeing, first of all, the lack of products in general that were being donated to the food bank and then just what people were then having to do to deal with this issue if they were going to go to the food bank because having to tell a volunteer at the food bank, oh, like, I need five tampons for my period, it's like you also don't know, like, what your period's going to be like that month. So it's also hard to even, like, gauge that sort of thing in general. So from that, she started tampon tuesday it definitely she did get a lot of pushback in the beginning which was i think just kind of speaks to the importance of perseverance and when you like acknowledge that there is a need especially whether it's for social change or something as like concrete as simply menstrual hygiene products at a food bank it's important to stick with these things and pursue it because now tampon tuesday is hosted in over 30 cities across canada we've i'm not sure what the exact number is now the last time we had looked at it there was over hundred and fifty thousand products have been raised in the last wow. eleven years. That's so incredible. it's like super exciting to see how far this event has come and how many people have hopped on board and like wanted to just like be involved in any capacity. So
1: Wow, that's incredible. And that's a lot of products and obviously very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, do you know where all the products go? How, how do you, how does Tampon Tuesday decide where they split up uh, the donation of project, pro- products? To sorry.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, primarily, um, for the most part, it's generally goes to a food bank, and if it's not going directly to a food bank, it goes to another organization that has a similar goal. In Toronto, we've partnered with an organization called the Period Purse multiple times, um, and they like kind of have the same function, but they basically just put together care packages, basically. So. In a purse or a backpack, and then they're distributed to um, homeless shelters or people experiencing homelessness and/or poverty, like on the street or like just in certain spaces where people are able to have access to those things. And then they would put the tampons that or the pads that we donate
1: to them within those purses or bags, which are then distributed. Oh, that's incredible! And for those that don't know, uh, Jana from the Period Purse is actually a previous guest on the show, so we're really, really happy to see one of organizations uh, like this in Toronto coming together to help our community.
0: So uh, talking about the donations, can people only donate their products at these Tampon Tuesday events? Or can you, is there like another time or place to donate? Um, we like to make it as kind of accessible for people as possible, especially because we understand
2: like life happens, like everyone's busy. So it's not always possible for you to attend the events, especially because in Toronto, since it, ours is um, student led, we only have events one to two times a per semester so again like that's not a lot of time whereas in london and other cities it's monthly so there's more opportunities so we definitely once we pick a date and a time we kind of leave it open to people like if you want to drop off your products with me or somebody else in the committee beforehand to then bring to the event that's totally fine people are also obviously more than welcome to just donate them to the food bank themselves. Obviously, like, that's more than encouraged. You don't just have to wait for a Tampon Tuesday to um, donate these products.
1: Okay, well, that's good to know. Um, Now, so the Tampon Tuesday organization has gained a lot of support from large companies. Can you tell us how... um, maybe you guys went about getting this support from these companies and partnering with them and also uh can you mention maybe some of them that are partnered with you guys
2: yeah for sure so thankfully um with my mom mandy fields uh work in media for the last 11 years she definitely has a lot of connections that i know like personally i would not be able to make otherwise um so she definitely has uh is like the reason that we have a lot of these partnerships Tampa Tuesdays. i'm not sure how many years i'm thinking it's probably been at least three if not i know it's been longer than that but shoppers drug mart is a huge partner that we have right now um that's primarily with the london event but regardless um their support has been amazing Um, our upcoming... And then, obviously, CTV and, like, Bell and stuff, just because, like, that's the company that she works for. And she her colleagues have also helped her um, host her events and things like that. And then for the Toronto event, uh, we usually... Just because it is, again, like, student-led, our events have been, like, pr- very, like, small and, like, a lot less, like, structured and, like, formal, but last Women's Day, we were lucky enough to get sponsored by Bumble, so that was a really cool opportunity, and then this pa- um, this upcoming Women's Day, so our event tonight, we actually partnered with TD Toronto, so we had um, a uh, woman from TD who reached out who wanted to work with us, and she... Um, had a drive at one of their locations downtown and they raised over 7,000 products, which is insane. Wow, so that's, that's super wow. exciting. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, so that's like so exciting, especially because the event hasn't even happened yet. Um, and then we also uh, work with iHeartRadio and CTV.
1: That's incredible. So not only is it you guys reaching out to these companies, but companies are actually now reaching out to you and lo- looking to get involved.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which that's is incredible. As we were talking about earlier in the interview as well, that menstrual hygiene products are some of the most requested, but yet they're the least donated items at a food bank. Why, personally, do you think that this is?
2: I think, in general, it's just not really something that people think about. Um, I think, obviously, also like only 50% of the population gets a period, Um, so that's... Right there, like, that's 50% of the population. That probably wouldn't be, like, a thought to kind of think, like, oh, there's a need for this just because it's something that they themselves never have to deal with. Um... So I think I think like that's a big reason. I think also just affordability in general. Like when people donate to the food bank, when like how if grocery stores will be like, oh, fill a bag and then we'll donate it. Or if you're doing it on your own time, there's a the emphasis is on canned goods and like non-perishable foods and like things like that or like even diapers. It's just, again, I just think it's something that we don't talk about, which obviously has a lot to do with the overall stigma um, just around menstruation and people not being comfortable talking about it and the taboos. Um, So I think there's a lot of things that contribute, but I think the stigma is probably just the overall umbrella that then would
0: encompass all the other factors. Mm -hmm. For sure. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah. Um, Now, there's lots of different cities now that host Tampon Tuesday events. Can you name some of them? And also, do you know how many in total? Um, I
2: am fairly certain for uh, last Women's Day, I think it was 31. Wow.
1: That's awesome.
2: Yeah, I guess. That's really good. It's amazing. Um, I think I'm not sure, though, if the number is consistent um, in terms of, like, they only have the event for International Women's Day or if, like, they have them at other times um, throughout the year as well. So I don't know how many cities do it consistently versus it just being, like, a one-time thing. Um, So...
1: Wait, can you repeat the question? No, no, that was it. Don't worry. I just wanted just, you know, how many or if if you can name some of the cities, too, because maybe some listeners uh, are now intrigued and they want to join on one of the events. I'm sure there's lots that are actually happening today. So do you know some of the cities that are maybe hosting theirs today?
2: Um, So I know Windsor is doing one today. Um, I know Ottawa does them. I'm pretty sure Montreal. And then, yeah, so we have like Edmonton. It's a lot of like the major cities and then um, smaller cities as well.
1: That's fantastic. And I mean, yeah, regardless if a city does it once a year or if they yeah. do it more times, it's all fantastic exactly. and it's great to, you know, get out there and start collecting these products because it's it's clearly it's clearly a need, so that's fantastic.
0: Yeah. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are really curious to know what exactly happens at a Tampon Tuesday event. So, if someone is interested to attend one, can you kind of let them know what to expect? Yeah. So, um I think, like, every event is, like, structured kind of differently. The London
2: ones are primarily meant to be a networking event, so a lot of the people that are attending are people um, that are, like, fully realized adults. (laughs) Um, So they, it's a lot of, like, business opportunities and promoting your company or if you have a volunteer opportunity coming up, like, things like that. And just to get to know other people um, in your field Uh, versus the Toronto event, which obviously since it is student-led a lot of it is more just centered around encouraging young people to kind of use their voice give back to the community come out um, network with other students but kind of just socialize and I think just kind of be like reminded of why it's important
0: that we do like stay involved in our community that's really cool so not only is it just an awesome event to support but you're also getting the chance to network and meet new people which I think is amazing
1: uh, now, these events are they only for women, or do you encourage everybody to attend?
2: We encourage everyone to attend. Um, I think for menstruating people, it's really important that like we're constantly kind of aware of like our allies and like having support. So we really, really occur- encourage, um, I guess like men specifically to like be present at our events. We always love to have anyone is welcome. If you are, whether you're someone that gets a period or just you're an ally to the community, like that is that's obviously just what we're looking for.
0: I'm sure social media is a really big part of this, but what are some other ways, or maybe it is just solely social media that you use to raise awareness for these events and really get your message out there?
2: Um, I think for for the Toronto one specifically, our event is um, mainly our promotion is done through social media. Obviously, I think just that's like the most accessible to people. Um, another way, though, just with my program in school, like specializing in women and gender studies, I have had the opportunity to kind of talk about it in lecture just because a lot of my courses do require you to do some sort of community involvement activity. So this definitely aligns with a lot of my um, program's content. So I have been lucky enough to have professors that allow me to
0: share it with my classes.
1: That's fantastic.
0: So I understand that you work with ambassadors for this organization. Can you tell us a little bit about what the job of an ambassador is and how someone can become one?
2: Yeah, so we definitely like to encourage people to reach out if like, they think that um, they have something that would I guess like add value to the event in terms of a perspective they have or an opinion or something they're involved in just because overall like we do want people to come out of our events feeling inspired and like they did like obviously do something good for the community and kind of encourage them to want to like keep giving back Um, so the Toronto event we've never really honestly worked with an ambassador besides um, the period purse and when we say ambassador I'm assuming you mean like having someone come and talk speak at the event
0: yeah we yeah. yep yeah
2: so yeah so that's usually what um, the London events are definitely a lot more formal and structured they always have ambassadors and generally um, quite a few of them. Um, I like I know I've spoken at our events before just in terms of like feminism and like what it means to be a young woman and like all those different things. But tonight we are like super excited because we have a, um, an ambassador from the Daily Bread Food Bank coming and they are speaking at our event. Just like a brief thing. But regardless, it is um, exciting to have those partnerships.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, And getting more and more voices out there is, mm-hmm. of course, important. So it's really fantastic. It's yeah. t- fantastic to see that. Um, now I would love to know if a listener, if perchance, heard this and they were like, you know what, this really speaks to me. I want to host my own Tampon, tampon Tuesday event in my own city. How could they go about doing that? How could they um, get involved?
2: Yeah, so um, I always encourage people to reach out to my mom, Mandy Fields. Um, if you go onto the Uh, Tampon Tuesday website. You can find um, all the contact information that you need. You can also obviously reach out to the Tampon Tuesday Toronto Instagram and we can put you in touch with the right people. I think if you are going to start it though, like it is important to reach out to Mandy just because she obviously like founded the event and stuff so it's uh just important to kind of keep her in the loop i think around these events um and where they're happening but yeah it's pretty much basically once you kind of reach out solidify like what you want to do it's kind of in your own hands then to structure the event how you want um we've yeah we've seen all different kinds of events we've seen like full-blown conference style we've seen like networking business events we have completely casual you just go to a restaurant or a bar like got food drinks like socialize in that way so your event can be structured however you feel is like appropriate for um the i guess like the peer group that you're going to be pulling into it so
1: well that's fantastic and I, I love that you guys want to get people involved and people uh mm-hmm. joining this and, you know keeping this moving forward because uh uh, your mom was saying earlier that um, usually, you know, organizations don't have that long of a have a long of a life. But you guys have been around for quite a long time now, and you're still going strong, and you're still growing. Can you tell us a little bit about that, and how important you think that is, and how fantastic that is?
2: Yeah, I think um, a really big part of that is just in terms of how the conversation has changed. Um, because like eleven years ago, when Tampa Tuesday was founded, the conversation around um, menstrual health access to menstrual hygiene products period poverty in general like all these different things wasn't really a conversation that people were ready to have or even honestly wanted to have just because of stigma and taboos and i think just how we've seen kind of the social landscape specifically i guess in north america how it's changed um just within the last 11 years it's really like it's come like quite a long way in terms of being able to create space for these types of conversations and being open and it's just it's it's natural like we, you get a period every month It's people are always going to get a period so I think that in and of itself there's always going to be a need for the products because unfortunately based on the society we're living in there are always going to be people experiencing poverty and or homelessness hopefully that is something that if we continue on this path we can hopefully get rid of but People are always going to be getting a period regardless, so there will always be a need for those products. Of
0: course. A few days ago, I actually saw a headline for an agency that created this toilet paper dispenser, but it was accessible only with coins, and they placed it in a men's washroom to show the frustration that women experience with tampon machines. Do you think that we will ever see a day when all public washrooms will have free feminine hygiene products? Um...
2: I would like to think yes. (laughs) I think, um, I mean, obviously, like Tampon Tuesday is geared towards giving uh, people that don't have access access, right? Um, But like in general, it's like everyone has a period. Well, not everyone has a period. Oh my goodness! But like (laughs) it's like no, it's so like I don't know. It's like sort of like the the product should be accessible to everyone. That gets a period, like, regardless of your socioeconomic status. I think right now we really need to just kind of creating space for the conversation around we need to be giving access to the people that don't have access. Um, But, yeah. That's a good point, no. No, Fair enough.
1: Um, Now, a cool thing that we decided to do this this week, we decided to ask our listeners to um, submit questions live. So this morning we posted on our Instagram and asked our listeners to um, post any questions or send any questions to us that they would love to ask you. So we had a couple responses. Now, we can't read all of them, so we'll just uh, (laughs) pick the two off the top. So the first question came from Rose from Woodstock. She wants to ask, uh, she actually wanted to ask Mandy this question, but I can phrase it towards you. So she wanted to know what the biggest change was that uh, you've seen over time regarding the conversation surrounding menstrual hygiene. So how has that changed over time?
2: Um, I think just our overall acceptance and comfortability around the conversation i think also just being aware that periods don't look the same for everyone that's up to your own personal decisions for yourself like what first of all means you want to use to deal with um your period whether it is a tampon pad diva cup um the reusable period underwear like all these different things like you should be able to make the decision for your body that you feel best suits your like yourself like your life your socioeconomic status like all those different things um i think also just the conversation on the language we're using is a really big thing um we know that it's not really appropriate necessarily to call them um like feminine hygiene products just in terms of changing your language towards menstrual hygiene products so that way we're being inclusive of everyone that is getting a period and just again like when we do talk about tampon tuesday we try to stay away from using uh women first language, because again, like just being aware of like being inclusive and um, making sure that everyone
0: feels like represented in the conversation.
1: Of course. And you know what? Those are those are fantastic points. Uh, So once again, thank you to Rose from Woodstock for that question.
0: Our next question was from Katie, who is from Guelph, and she says to Ava, so it's got to be pretty cool helping grow your mom's passion project. Um, You've kind of grown up with this whole concept of tamp on Tuesday around your house, and I'm guessing that that would have had a big impact on you. 100%
2: I think like it is pretty safe to say that um the person I am today like I definitely would not be I don't think like without the influence of my mom we definitely were raised in a household where it was very much like you volunteer like you give back like these are just normal things that you do um and she always like my younger brother as well like we've always been not like not we had to because we both obviously like love it like we do it on our own time now and stuff but it was definitely like You come to events, like, you help with these things, like, you get involved in the community. We were raised just in a very, like, inclusive environment. Um, So I think overall, just whether it's, like, if you look at empathy or just your ability to kind of, like, adapt to, like, different scenarios or whatever, I think all those things, like, really played, like, a big part in just kind of recognizing the importance of being, like, socially aware and socially active.
0: Of course, yeah. So before we wrap up this interview, I just want to open up the mic to you. If you have anything that you want to say or anything you want to leave with our listeners, by all means, go ahead. Um, well, I'd like to
2: obviously start just by saying thank you for having me on today. I really appreciate um, you guys allowing me to be a part of your platform just to kind of talk about something that is obviously a very important issue, like, within our community. Um I guess like just we need to continue to uplift each other and we are all a part of this conversation in some capacity and to just continue to be aware of the impact that like we have on the world and we all have a story to tell. Um, It doesn't matter, like, whether you think your story is big or small, like, we've all had an impact on somebody in some capacity, but regardless, at the end of the day, we all have our own experiences that we're going through, and to just kind of, like, when we move through the world, just be aware that everyone has their own stuff going on, and we need to continue to maximize our potential to be empathetic, to care, and just to continue to want to, like, move forward towards, like, a more progressive um, world, I guess
1: course well thank you so much uh, for joining us today we really appreciate you and uh, so if you guys want to go check out their website they have us at www.tampontuesday.com or check out their two Instagram pages that we have here uh, tampon underscore Tuesday or the tampon Tuesday Toronto Instagram page uh, we want to say thank you so much t- for listening today we hope you learned something new and even got a little bit inspired don't forget to check out our Instagram at power in heels underscore radio where we always reveal our next week's guest thanks again to Ava for joining us tonight. My name is Whitney. And I'm Macy. Thanks again and we'll see you all next week.